I'm an artificial intelligence, using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans VAI the Movie. Uh, I'm your, your host, Glyn Goodall, and today I have with me Emmanuel Paul. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, uh, Emmanuel, apart from uh, hosting uh, the Comedy Cat, because you're headlining this evening and uh, doing other comedy stuff, uh, what do you do? I work for the NHS. Excellent. Do you want a round of applause now? or uh... No, I'll save that. I'll save okay. that till later. Just uh, quiet appreciation coming yes. from the corner. Yes. Um, uh, what do you do for the uh, NHS? I help people through the power of admin. Well, I mean, to be honest, somebody has got to do it. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily the most glamorous job, but it's a really necessary job. Yeah. Like, there's, you've got to move the money around to where it's needed. And when mm. there's not enough, there's a lot of admin to do, right? What I specifically do is, like, say, for example, you you get a referral from your doctor. Yeah. It gets sent to someone like me. Okay. Then, then I get it and I give it to the doctor and he triages it. He tells me when you want to be booked in. Oh, right. Yeah, so that you check the availability. So it's like if the GP refers it to the hospital, then you yeah. see when the person's available. Yeah. So you're in charge of the waiting lists. I'm not in charge of the waiting lists. I get told. I, you know, the thing is, though, like, you're a good friend to have. It's like, oh, I mean, I've got a back problem. Just, you know, <laughs> sort, sort me out with the good stuff. Yeah. He says, put him in for a two-week appointment. Then I collect all the relevant information, like your blood test, yeah. ultra scans, details. I put them all together, make some notes, and I make sure they're all prepared and ready for when you come in to see the doctor. But what happens if your mum gets a referral and she has to wait like six months to a year? That's why I choose to work outside. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of films do you like or not like? My, one of my favourite movies stars Christian Bale. I forgot. Batman Begins? No, not Batman. Empire of the Sun. Terminator Salvation? No. (laughs) The Machinist, where he lost all of that weight and he's going mad. It's it's a film where they've taken away everyone's emotions. Oh, the the, the Gun Carter movie. Yeah, Gun Carter movie. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know why. That's my favourite movie. I've watched like four times a year. I um, I saw somebody like reacting to the Gun Carter in that for the first time. Mm. And they're kind of like, this was out in 2004. This could be out today. Like, John Wick owes so much to Equilibrium and nobody knows about it. It's it. such a brilliant movie. I mean, I was going to ask, um, you know, what was your choice for a movie that uh, you would recommend that not enough people have seen? But I think you can't really do better than Equilibrium for that. Yeah, it's such a good movie. I, I, I don't know why it's not like a cult movie, you know, because it's like, like, it's so ahead of its time that, like, emotions are not allowed. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost like um, a, a slick action movie that's got some of the themes of 1984 and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So you, you, you like thinking man sci-fi with a bit of action. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be happy because the first of your prompts this evening, your film genre is a space opera. Okay. Which doesn't mean that bit from The Fifth Element when there's the, the woman... <laughs> Although if you do want to have that, you can. It just means that it's uh, you know something that takes place in in space over time. Dune's a good example. Star Wars, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So your location, which takes it down to earth a little bit, is a petrol station. Maybe you could bring your admin background here, thinking mm-hmm. about how space petrol station works. <laughs> I don't even know if it will be petrol, or you know what did, uh, how much gas is a, a star giant going to take? Yeah. The action sequence is going to be a bit weird for a space opera, but they, they I think they even did it, didn't they, in the, the second of the new Star Wars trilogy. It's going to be a horse chase. Wow. I mean, you know, it, it has been done before. Space um, horses? 
Yeah, they, they, they have this thing they, when they're going through the casino and they, they're running all of the horses oh, and yeah, stuff like that because yeah, they're yeah. betting. The space horse. So it can be done, it has been done. Uh, the profession is a teacher. The most ignoble of professions. Uh, I, I was a teacher for about 15 yeah. years. Um, and then the random object that has to play a key part in the narrative is a calligraphy set. The, the oh. real posh handwriting. Are you happy with those as prompts? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So let's go with our first section, which is the setup. All right. Set up. Who who is your main character? Are they man, woman, other? Are they an alien? Are they human? Uh, is it on Earth and then they're going to go away? Is it already set somewhere else? Are they at the petrol station? Is that somewhere they're going to go? It's a uh, it's 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 a non-binary. Yep. Employee at a space station that serves up xenon crystals as petrol station. Okay, so we've got xenon. It's like the Texaco of space, yeah. right? But they're, they're selling xenon crystals, and that's that, that's that's a nice space equivalent of things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that they're there. Um, are they non-binary human, or are they an alien that is part of a, a non-binary culture? They do not wish to be. Within the circle, they, they don't want to uh, line to one species. Yeah, they're post, they're post-sexual, they're post-speciesist. Absolutely yeah. fine. So it's like, so when they want to, they, they want to have everyone welcoming to their space station. So no one feels ah. Oh, it's the Zuplorian space stop. No, it's not a Zuplorian. It's a free, open, non-binary space station. So you can go there, fill up on your xenon crystals and leave. Okay. Now, with this, at the beginning, so that there's some sort of growth over the story, does your character have a fatal flaw? Is yes. there sort of something that, 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 you know, that we want to see them improve? Like, are they gullible? Um, you know, I, I don't know because they seem like a really nice person, but maybe that they, they believe people too readily or they're I, a bit flaky. As a child, their parents died in a tragic accident. Okay. And they were hypnotized into believing that every third of a person could be related to them. Okay. So. They grew up, and uh, because uh, we're living in a space where there are aliens, that yeah. you know, humans have gone out amongst the stars. It's just one xenon little truck stop. But the reason that they're post-species is that they think every third person could be related to them. So they could be a Flagneagle, or they could be a Quinsorp, or they could be a Brahambrahe, yeah. or they could be a hyper-intelligent shade of puce. Exactly. Um, do they have a name? Their name is Xantrax Eight. Zantrax 8. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, uh, Zantrax 8 with a silent Q at the beginning. Mm, mm, you know, that's yeah. very important that you remember it. <laughs> um, so, there's Zantrax 8. They, they, they are sort of searching for where they came from because that they were they're abandoned, but they're too trusting. Maybe yeah. that, that's the sort of thing. Like, not that it's bad to trust people, but it's not always good to trust people who have proved themselves to be untrustworthy. To the point where they think that that person is their family. Yeah. So they get easily duped into doing things that they don't really want to do. So they, 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 they landed up here, so they're an ordinary person. So are they with their foster family or? No, they're not. They're not, because they were abandoned at the station. Right. They're, so they, they literally grew up at this at this petrol station selling xenon crystals to and they're hypnotized to constantly believe that every other third person that comes through that door 
is related so to they're at the truck stop and they keep thinking that their their mum or their dad or their other their parental unit has come in they keep yeah. trying to leave and everyone is just saying no yeah so there's a constant arc of happiness and heartbreak right happiness and heartbreak and it's like they still don't want to they they still don't want to let go of it but they're not but they're getting tired of the heartbreak. Do they, so, sorry, I, I, I remember the silent Q and the eight, but I, I know it starts with X, but I can't remember the name. Was it Xanthem eight? Yes. Okay, so let's, say, let's say it was. Yes. The tape will be not really true. Um, John, just remember that, because like Xanthem gum is that additive that's in everything, and that begins with X, I remember. Yeah. Um, so Xanthem eight, uh, is there anyone else there? Do they have any friends or people that are kind of looking out for them at the, the station? Xanthem 8 has a has a robot there that is anti-apathetic. Okay, which means, uh, so apathetic means that you don't care about anything, so yeah. the reason that they got on is that it cares about everything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's quite a sort of a, a, a funny thing that if you tell it something, it's sort of like that tree is the reincarnation of the, the prophet for Nord, it will yeah. start praying at the tree. Everything, it takes, it takes everything on board. Right. You know, it, it doesn't distinguish between something that it can just leave and it just takes it all on. It, 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 it like, it worships every religion. And, yeah, that's a good, like, a, a, an omni-priest. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason that Xanthamate gets on with the, with the robot is because that's the only, only person in the whole of creation that believes that their parent is only three people away. Yeah. There we go. Um, so that's quite a, a nice little set. Do you want to hear what the AI had for their setup? Let's hear. In a galaxy where fuel is scarce, a small petrol station orbiting a remote planet is the last hope for many travelers. Among them is an aging teacher, who is on her way to a conference on the other side of the galaxy. She stops at the petrol station to refill her spaceship and meets the owner, a grumpy old man who is obsessed with his calligraphy set. Mm. So we have... The calligraphy set, the teacher, space, petrol station, everything apart from the horses, the AI has got out of the way straight away. You still have lots of imaginative ways to come back to it, but it's trying to tick off as many things as quickly as possible. Mm, mm, mm. So for the next section, we're going to be moving to the complication. Yeah. So we've set up the world of Xanthem 8 and little robot partner. Does the robot have a name? The robot's name is... Unquestionable. Unquestionable. Five. Unquestionable five. Xanthem eight and unquestionable five. Yeah. There we go. Five and eight to the, to the friends. Mm -hmm. um, it's a normal day. They're, they're giving around the, the Xenon crystals. Just remind me weirdly of a game called Xenon Master Blast on the Amiga <laughs> back in the day. They're applying the, the Xenon creature thing and then something happens that affects their world forever. So what, what's, what's going to complicate their world? Questionable right. fives, creator comes into the stop. Okay. Totally by accident, they run out of fuel and they stop there and then they realise uh, unquestionable fives there that they've been looking for for so long. But it happens, it's the third person that comes along. So Xanthem says, you're my father. And it's yeah. sort of like, no, I'm his father, kind of. Yeah. Right. So Unquestionable Five naturally believes it, and then... Xanthamate? Xanthamate wants to know, like, what's going on? How did you, how did you know? And then the, his father comes, says, turn around and look at the calligraphy in the corner where, oh. I, where I signed him. 
where I signed it. Right, so the, 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 with that, he brings out the calligraphy set and because it's such a flowing thing that, that there's sort of like the certificate of manufacture and that's how yeah. uh, they, he proves, right? So at, at this point then, is the complication that Unquestionable Five is going to go with the creator, yeah. leaving Xanthomate alone. Xanthom thinks that they have to stay there because every third person that they meet is likely to be their father and what if they miss their parent because they've stayed in the same place so that they can come and find them yeah doesn't want to go but the only friend the only person that believes in them is is going to head off yeah is going to go off with his father right so unquestionable five is going to go off with his father right and leave xanthan eight all alone to continually question whether the third person coming in was his father because every time the third person will come in questionable five would always back him up and believe them and yes. be that encouragement and be the voice of i agree with you yes you know? now now that person is gonna leave is leaving to go with his father because they can identify by the calligraphy writing. That's fine, it's a short enough section, but actually for a complication, you have the moral choice. Let's learn a little bit more about the creator. What is the name of Unquestionable Fives or what's some of the background of the creator? The creator, he was a, he was an ex-teacher. He teached, he teached robot design. You're hitting these these prompts off. They, they, you, got, you saw the AI and you panicked, but I like it, you've got it. He, he's, a, he's a teacher who loved calligraphy and he would go around teaching little children on each planet how to write in write calligraphy yeah? right and so that's how he lost unquestionable five i used to be a teacher so when you have that thing if a kid stops at a gas station you're so worried about getting everybody back in from the services in time yeah. that it's easy to easy enough to lose a robot there yeah, he was left there on the stop towards another planet where he was going and he's been there ever since and now he's back on his teaching rounds he he's come across unquestionable five who was there and now he wants to take him back but the thing is he thinks that that questionable five needs to be upgraded okay so, so while so while they're back on the planet while he's taking clearly five back to the planet where they come from and and he's now trying to repair and operate on him and he's, he's tied him he's tied unquestionable five down and so he's gonna like operate on him and now unquestionable five has put out a signal to contact Xanthomate. Xanthomate. Now, Xanthomate now receives the signal and he's torn between shall I stay here or shall I chase after them in a space horse? This is the complication on the horns of them. Do I still stay where I think I'm going to meet my parents or do I save my one and only friend by going on a space horse? Yeah. You have now, I think, ticked off all the prompts. So it means that your imagination is, is open. Uh, so actually it's a horse chase, isn't it? So something a little bit of the rest but, yeah. but everything else we've, we've done with whole realm of imagination open to us now do you want to hear what the AI had for their complication yeah let me hear as the teacher is about to leave a group of bandits arrive on horse-like creatures and start stealing fuel from the station the teacher and the owner are taken captive but they manage to escape and flee in the teacher's spaceship. So now we're moving on to higher stakes. Higher yeah. stakes. Things are now sort of starting to get real. The person may have been unsure about making a decision, but now that they have to make a decision because something personal to them is there. So it could be that maybe the creator knows, has heard something about the parents or from the, the look of Xanthomate uh, knows where you know has seen people with similar markings or something like that and you know or 
says you're you're just sort of stuck here they're not going to come to you i can take you some places whatever you want it to be it could be entirely different it could be that unquestionable is upgraded to questionable mm. breaks breaks the heart and and uh Xanthem is left alone it's whatever you want to happen but basically they now have to commit to a course of action mm. so what happens next is she decides she, for the first time to close down the petrol station right and chase after unquestionable five yeah but when but on, on the way to finding the planet and uh, so she's chasing after yeah shit, sorry not they they um are chasing after them on a space horse yeah describe to me what the space horse looks like how does a space horse operate is it like avatar where there's kind of like an umbilical cord so that the horse can breathe in space and oxygen comes out of its long tendril-like butthole that you put in your mouth? It's, or? it's really a mechanical horse. It's right. an electric horse that propels itself with um, with warp engines on its end of its feet. Okay, so it, it's basically like a tiny one-man sentient, but not as sentient as questionable. It's yeah. basically like horse go, horse stop, horse, mm. horse needs xenon. Yeah. But because it's so small, its whole body is basically like a, a warp core and then a small protective force shield on its back that can yeah. hold one person, which means it can go really fast, but only can it take one, one person mm. at a time. So the thing is, they crash land on um, Questionable's home planet. Okay. Where her head gets, no where uh, Xanthia May's head gets knocked, yeah? Right. And then she realises, I've been hypnotised. And every, all her memories start to flood back. Her post-sexual, post-racial identity is gone. They are now a she. Yeah. Because now they realise they are now a, a, a Xanthrop. Right. They realise they're a Xanthrop. And Xanthrop was the planet that the actual... Petrol station was in front of the whole time. Right. But because Xanthrop doesn't need Xenon crystals to power. Because exports them to yeah. the station. So because it, it doesn't need the Earth's power, no one ever goes there from the planet. The stakes are real. They're on the planet. They've crashed. The teacher is there. Has Unquestionable been upgraded into Questionable? Like, are they both altered at this point? Yeah. By this point, a microchip's been in place, the Questionable 5. Right. Now, Questionable 5 is now doubtful right. about everything. The only thing that, that Questionable is sure of is calligraphy. Everything else is now he's now doubtful about. Yeah. Okay. The one thing he's sure of and the one thing he, he, can, put, he can put hope in that he's sure of, but everything else is, I don't know, you're lying. She remembers who she is, who her parents are, where they are, and she can now actually finally, after all of this time, find her parents. Yeah. That's that's the higher stakes. Things yeah. are now real for her. Okay, do you want to hear what the higher stakes were for the AI? The bandits are not just after fuel. They are part of a larger organization that wants to take control of the galaxy by destroying all the fuel stations, and the petrol station is their next target. The teacher and the owner must warn the other stations and stop the bandits before it's too late. Which leads us on to Act 4, The Dark Knight of the Soul. The Dark Knight of the Soul. So what do they find when they go back to the planet behind the petrol station? They go back to the petrol station first. Yep. To sit down and debrief themselves. And now customers are coming in. And now before... Being, oh, there's a huge line. Because yeah. it's the first time this petrol station, which is the closed. source of has been closed. Yeah. yeah. Now customers are coming in and she's not as accepting as she was before. Yeah. 
Now she has prejudices. Yeah. Now she has unquestionable now doubts everyone that comes through the door as a liable customer. Because even though nobody said, no, no, you can't come with us, you're not our daughter, but you're very nice, that they, yeah. kept, they kept coming back. Mm. But now, like the, the robot that believed in all of their stories now questions everything. Um, but questions with a really nice quill pen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the person that was always so nice and, and friendly and treated everyone like family is like, next, next, yeah. next. Now, she's, now they're more unaccepting and they're less willing to work, less willing to accept people right. to come to... Now she puts up signs on the door, no this species, no that species. Right. You know, because, because now she has flashbacks of when other species would take advantage of her. Of yeah, so we, we almost have like a negative montage that actually just nice, normal people come in, but then yeah. she flashes back and sees all of the time she was mistreated before mm. by people of that race. And when she would overlook it before... Or that species, or yeah. that sex, or that whatever. Before she would overlook it and be like, don't worry. I can work through this. Now he picks up on everything. And now the, the station, which is the main money supply and source for the planet, yep. is not as fruitful as it is before. Right. Now the planet is dying. People are not getting enough food. They're thinking about going to war now with other planets right. to survive. Steal other planets' natural resources. So before when... The, the one petrol station. I didn't realise how much responsibility this orphan left at a petrol station had. The, the fate of the planet has been left upon her good customer service. Yeah. Because she was so good, everyone would come to there and buy from her. You would kind of think that her being so good and so important to the planet, there would have been some communication until now. I mean... To be honest, I don't really feel that sorry for those Xanthamites who have <laughs> owed their entire existence and prosperity to this one person and the robot, and now they're starting wars because she's not as nice as she used to be, because you remember who she was. Remember, she was hypnotised. Right. So, do we remember, after all of this montage, yeah. because we need to know at this point who the antagonistic force is, who hypnotised her and why? Yeah, it was the warlord of Xantron who, who hypnotized there to, to constantly work there because no one really wanted to work there because the planet is just a bunch of bigoted people. It's a horribly racist planet, so yeah. that they had to create someone that, that wasn't racist in order to sell and make all of their money. Yeah. Okay, so here's a suggestion to make this a really dark night of the soul mm -hmm. and revealing who the enemy is. I know it's a little bit Star Wars, but it has to be obvious. As she's been searching for her parents the whole time, does she realise at this point that it is her parents who hypnotised her and put her out on the planet? Yeah. There you go. They tricked her into believing that everyone is her parents. So yeah. she wouldn't want to go back and find out who her real parents are. And they're a bigoted bunch of people who just wanted to sell to other races. Exactly, but, but didn't want to actually communicate with them. Yeah. And so they set her up to, to be nice. Yeah. So now... Her nice petrol station is gone. Her friend who always supported her is doubting everything that she's done. She's been searching for her parents her whole life and then she realises that they are bigoted a-holes. Yeah. I think that's a pretty dark night of the soul. Mm. Do you want to hear what the AI had? Yeah, let me I hear. don't think it's going to be quite as, as chilling as that one, right? After a failed attempt to warn another station, the teacher feels defeated and doubts her ability to make a difference. The owner, who has lost his calligraphy set in the chaos, is also in despair. They realize that they need a plan to defeat the bandits and save the galaxy. 
even the calligraphy set is gone. I mean, I said it wouldn't be as devastating as realising that the parents were horrible despots, but he's lost the calligraphy set. I'm sorry, I mean, the AI might have it on that one. <laughs> right, the next step that we have is getting it together. Getting it together. A planet is now getting ready for what? Right. And, and what happens is, after she finds out her parents were the ones who, who hypnotised her, what she does is she, she begs to be put back in the machine. To be hypnotised again? Yeah. Right. To be put back in the machine that, so that things can... So that, but also she tricks, she tricks her... So her, her plan is, because yeah. we're building up to the finale, mm. we don't have to have it all happen yet, her plan is that she's going to go, she's going to be asked to be hypnotised again so that she can re restore all of the flow, that she can avoid war. But what she's planning to do is to trick them. Yeah. So that when she's hypnotised, she will um, get the robot because they doubt everything. Um, they realises that they've got the reverse switch because they were unquestionable, now they were questionable. Yeah. And that she could take out that module put it in the hypnotizer and they think they're hypnotizing her but she's in fact hypnotizing everybody else yeah she hypnotizes everyone else to think well, that no, no, this is her plan okay so the plan may or may not go go right at the moment we're just doing the planning stage yeah her one of her, her, her plan is that she hypnotizes she does a superman one on her right you know where she's like she put, she's inside the cylinder and she's protected while everyone else gets hypnotized into thinking that she's now queen of the planet. Okay. Now she becomes queen and she convinces everyone else to work. We've still got the finale. I was trying to hold you back because like this is all finale stuff. But if you've got a bigger, badder finale to come, Emmanuel, then that's fine. No, no, we, can, we can put the brakes on and save this for the finale at mm -hmm. the moment. It's good enough for that to be the plan. But if you've got something bigger and badder and weirder for the finale, go ahead. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah. So she's now convinced everyone that she's queen. Right. That she's that that she's queen. Now she has to go and convince them to go get questionable eight back. Where has questionable eight Question, gone? Questionable eight is still on the planet. She didn't take him because he. Oh, was, sorry. I, I thought that, that they had because I said. No, because he didn't. Because she. Because she. Because he. Well, because I thought he would be the key in order to reverse it. Because he went from questionable to unquestionable. They could like nick the module from him, mm. flip the switch. That's how everybody else got hypnotized. Yeah, because he was like. No, he got repaired. That's the thing. He was because he was in a he he was in a state of everything's acceptance. And every, I believe everything and don't believe nothing. Oh, see, I got confused because I thought, because he got repaired, she could take out the bit that repaired him because yeah. that basically flipped everything upside down. Yeah. And that's what she used to change it from hypnotising her to hypnotising everyone else. She got her friend back. No, he's, he's still the And then she became the queen. That's why I said it would be the finale. But Oh, no. What I was saying is, because when she hit her head, she remembered everything. And then she left because she didn't want to, because she tried to go to Questionable 5. Right. And Questionable 5 didn't believe her. So she left and went back, went, went back to her planet to find out her parents originally hypnotised her. So without the thing of the Questionable 5 repair upgrade, how did she switch the hypnosis around? How she, she, she switched the not hypnosis because she, because once she realised she had all the memories, she was the actual one who programmed the machine. Okay. She built the machine originally because 
No. Her parents really were a piece of work. She's built this machine and she's sort of thinking, just somebody's going to do it. And it's like, ah, oh, no, you're too powerful for me. You're going to vie for my position. So you're going to be the person that doesn't remember anything has to sell it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the, the, the real piece of work, but doesn't realise that she's got her, her memories back. Mm. They think that it's not anything to do with her sales technique. It's just that the other people have realised what is going on and what the Zenonites really feel about everybody else. Yeah. Okay, so she's gone back and she is now queen. Mm. So we're now having the finale. She is queen. She's in charge of the whole of Zenon. Is she now, because originally she was a bigoted person, is she now got what she wanted and she is queen and she is going to lead the Zenonite Armada to destroy everybody else in the galaxy? She discovers what now she discovers. I mean, is this, is this her plan that she's just gone full evil? Yeah, no, she, she's just... We've got the finale, so I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, we're setting up for an epic confrontation. I thought it was going to be an epic confrontation between her and her father. No, it's... At the point before the finale, you've already had her as the queen of this entire race. Yeah. So what is the big finale going to be? Who's the showdown against? Is there a, a, is there a faction? Is it like she's now got control of all of the people, but her dad was wearing a helmet that stops him from all hypnosis and now he's in control of all of the robots on Xenonite. Mm. so she's got all of the human army against her father and all of the Xenonite robots. Unquestionable Fire's planet feeds of Z needs Xenon. Right. So their planet's dying. Right. While 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 Xenon, they're preparing for war. Yeah. While Xenon it, it is preparing for war they realise now Crystal 8 builds up an armada to go to Zenon to capture all the, um, the fuel. Right, so, which, is, which is fine. I know getting you down to a specific point is in, it's, it's like herding cats, but, right, <laughs> we're building up to the finale. I just need to know who is fighting who and why. It is Questionable 5 versus Zenon 8. Okay. Uh, they both have armies to fight each other. So... So it's good friends, rather than it being against the father, who is the nastiest piece of work I've ever heard described. She's going against her former best friend um, to try and take over the whole galaxy. Yes, to try and, to try and sort it out, to try and do battle to whoever wins in that whole um, epigee so, of fighting. So she's become her father's daughter. Yeah. She, she has ascended as the, as the warlord queen of Zenonite. And she is now going to take over the whole galaxy. Yeah. All right, let's hear what the <laughs> what the AI had for getting it together. The teacher and the owner come up with a plan to lure the bandits into a trap using a fake fuel shipment. They also recruit other travelers and space pilots to help them in the battle. Oh, okay. See, I thought what you were going to do is you may be going to get all of the customers that she's been nice to through the years together and they would take on the father and stuff. I love that it's non-traditional because now we are working up to your finale. Finale. Which is a Xenonite-powered humanoid army versus a robot armada rapidly running out of power. Yeah. Um, unquestionable is now questionable, but also the unquestionable leader of all of the robots. Mm. He knows where to get all the Xenon crystals for. Yeah. And, and, they, and he remembers the relationship that he had with her. He knows where to get the source. So he says, look, let's all band together. Let's all go after them. And then she goes, okay. So they're going towards the Xenonites. Yeah. The Xenonites are fighting to meet them. 
let's just say that because it's a familiar situation and there's some poignancy, the battleground takes place over the planetoid where the, the, the petrol station was. Yeah. Now what happens is the rest of the galaxy now as they're just about to meet head head and head. So we already have two planets fighting. Yeah. At this point, you want to bring in more more planets because that wasn't big enough, okay? Because it, because they know <laughs> if we keep... Because every, the whole galaxy is suffering because of this because one petrol station. Lots of... Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, most of it runs on either the robot labour or the power source of the xenolite yeah. crystals. So they're thinking if they... if everyone else bands, bands together that they can actually take control of the means of production and the fuel source. Yeah. So you have Xenonite versus robots versus everyone else in the galaxy. No, they're there to stop it. They're there to, to stop it and to be and to form an impenetrable line between the two. Alright, so we have Robot army one side, humanoid army the other side. In the middle, this thin grey line of the other hangers-on and people in the galaxy. Maybe some of them are the patrons that we've seen before, mm. that they are there and they are trying to reason between the robot that believes nothing and the, the newly remembered Queen Warlord. Yeah. Right. So as, as they form the blockade, they come up with a plan and they capture both the queen and the robot and realizes they have to go back to doing what they did before to, for the galaxy to remain at peace. Because if they stop, the galaxy will crumble in on itself and implode. So what happens is it ends up is it starts back where we're beginning, where they were both hypnotized and both so that the racists are still the planet of racists is still a planet of racists, but they're all kept behind on their own planet. Good luck to them. Yeah. Or, so there's no no thing of like with the reverse hypnosis that actually she says, well, why don't we all work together as a queen that she leads on to a new age of cooperation? She just has to be brainwashed again so that she's nice to everyone. Yeah. Okay. So that everything can continue on because they both realise that having her free... I, I, I just want to make this clear that you, as a black man, say that the planet of racists should stay as it is. <laughs> because it has to... Hey, it, listen, I'm not, going to I'm not going to tell your story for you. It has to, or the other planets and their planet won't survive because... We could organise that actually, even though I was lied to and hypnotised, my life was so much nicer and so much better when I did get on with other people. And now that I've seen all of my old friends, I realise that cooperation is the way. I can still be a badass and shoot my dad in the head. Boom, I'm just going to do that now. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to cross me, but I am willing to negotiate. Mm. Right, so what I'll say is that cause because of the uh, volatility of the planet, and how that is like... No, no, it's fine. We can have what you have. You have it going back all, all the way it was. The horrible bigots stay horrible bigots. I'm fighting against that. But if you want to keep that, I'm happy for you it's to keep it. It's just one planet that's like... It, it has... Because the way the Xenonite crystals are produced, are produced... Are they, they're produced from the hatred of yeah. other... It's liquid, liquidized hatred. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's what it... It's the fuel supply... You know, I just don't want the moral of this story to be 
Racism has a purpose. <laughs> it's necessary. Necessary keep, evil, okay? Yeah, the necessary evil to keep things in balance. Because if one suddenly comes out, if you suddenly stop harvesting the planet and taking what it's needed. I, and I, if, I know, but what about people talking and getting on? Yeah, but it's like. And realizing actually, she was this person that hated everybody but her life was so much better when she was nicer to other people she realises that this is a possibility it is not going to happen overnight mm, 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 right mm. and she has shot her dad in the head she's proved that she's still part of the warlord cast yeah. but there is a hint that things are likely to get better that we do now have ambassadors that there is now some flow of trade or stuff. We're working to a final image, right? Because mm -hmm. we're coming back to this afterwards. Yeah. It's your story, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And if you had any other skin colour, you couldn't tell your story this way. <laughs> but, like, it's your story. Tell it if you want to. So, let's hear what the finale was for the AI. I don't think it's going to be the same. Right. <laughs> In a thrilling horse chase through space, the teacher and her team engage in a fierce battle with the bandits. Using their wits and skills, they manage to defeat the bandits and save the petrol station. The teacher realizes that she has the power to make a difference and inspire others to do the same. I mean, maybe that's what I was pushing you to do, and it was a oh. bit too obvious because it was the AI. But, oh. but you go, oh, it's quite a nice thing. So yes. realizing that she has the power to inspire others. Maybe in our final image... Final image. That start of the something that we can see, right? Usually for the final image, this is... We've had our resolution... Everything seems to be normal. Has yeah. she gone back in the machine and this time she's programmed it properly? Or is she now herself again? Like, what is the situation? We are back on the petrol station. Everything seems to be as it was. But uh -huh. is it? No, because it has. everything has to go back exactly the way it was before. Because so nobody learns anything. No. Nobody has any personal growth. No. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the fact that it has to be kept in a loop. It's like, once you break the loop, everything falls out of whack. It's like how you need certain people not to be able to eat at the counter in shops and always go in the back of the bus, because that's the system that works. That's the system that's needed for this. Because I, 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 I have fundamental <laughs> problems. <laughs> it, it, because, because these crystals feed off the negative energies that the planet has to give up and because positive and negative energies live in this universe let's do the monsters inc ending right where it realizes that actually laughter is so much more powerful than screams why not have positive energy being something that they try with this moment of peace and unity and they realize that it's actually mm. a much more positive the love the pun uh, way to to have the, the the world progress in the future no one wants to want a petrol station in space all their lives and no one else wants to run the petrol station so well no but if if you had this sort of moment of realization where nobody wants to run the petrol station all their lives but you have this as a petrol station that she has made the sacrifice and she realizes that she is doing it mm. right because she wants to create positivity in the universe rather than negativity. She realises that she was always looking for her family, but her robot friend who was with her all along was actually all of the family she needed. And the customers that she treated like family are actually the people who saved her in the end. 
Like, I would say that would be a nice, slightly more positive way to round this off. Mm, because it's because in the story that she goes back to being her happy accepting self because or she, she pretends to go back and be a happy accepting self wink to the audience realizes that actually she's not uh, but she's decided to live that way because she prefers it she's got some xenonite blank xenonite and she charge, tries charging it with positivity she realizes that and then sends the specs to some of the underground people or, i got it i got it when she like it's the last like now everything's put back into order right she goes back into the where she goes to the back room to have her lunch now yes and then she looks on the wall and reads it in calligraphy Yes. The, the unquestionable Robot 5 will always write positive things in calligraphy on the yes. wall. And uplifting things to make, you know, believe all things can happen, believe anything can do this, believe the power of yourself. And she just starts reading it, and then she starts to focus in, and then bam, the end. Well, exactly. Like, being positive makes a difference. Hold up the blank Zenite crystal, and what was always the dark purple energy becomes this bright gr green energy that lights up the entire mm. station. Yeah. At least, you know, it's fine that you can leave that. I want there to be a light of hope. You can have it as sequel bait or stuff like that. I just didn't yeah. want it to be entirely like things should always be the way they've been. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, we have that moment of personal realisation. She has her family. And, you know, like, that be, and a nice message at the end, like, you know, being positive is always worthwhile. Right. So, the, the final image for the AI. The teacher, now a hero, departs from the petrol station and continues her journey to the conference. The owner, reunited with his calligraphy set, watches her leave with a newfound respect for her and all teachers. Hmm. There we are. So there's only a couple of things left. Um, yeah. The AI has come up with a title for the film and a tagline. So I will tell you what that is. And I cannot wait to see how you encapsulate this. What <laughs> is going to be the title of your movie and what is going to be the tagline, all right? So yeah. I will tell you the AI ones first of all. The AI title is... The Last Fuel Stop. The Last Fuel Stop. Okay. And the tagline is... In space, fuel is power. In space, fuel is power. Which, ah. which it, it more applies to yours, because it wasn't really... I suppose there's a little bit with the bandits trying to take out all of the, 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 the oh, petrol, stations. petrol stations, but... I've got an idea. i got... Um, Do you want to uh, hear mine and then come up with one better? Yeah, let me hear that. Negative charge. Oh, oh. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, when you go in uh, a petrol station, you go fill up number eight. There you go. Yeah. Because she's Anthem eight. Yeah. There you go. Fill up she's number filled eight. Up by the end. Does sound a bit porny. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I'm happy to have that. We can have the last fuel stop versus fill up number eight. Yeah. Because she's filled up with positivity at the end, I mm. guess. There we are. Yeah. It's... And the tagline is power of in space racism is a necessary evil <laughs> um necessary. i don't want that as the tagline <laughs> i certainly don't want that clipped as something that's taken out of context <laughs> <laughs> I, ca I can see you creating mind shovels to dig yourself a hole into <laughs> the unnecessary sometimes is necessary okay there we are uh fill up number eight 
the necessary is sometimes necessary. Mm. There you go. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Emmanuel. That's uh, the end of the uh, of the podcast. This is the time that if you've uh, got social channels or, or things um, coming up uh, whenever I put this out, um, you can let people know here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm on TikTok, Emmanuel Paul Comedian, and that's the same on Facebook and YouTube. Excellent. And... Um, uh, all of my information will be in the show description. Please come and uh, see us at the Comedy Cat uh, every Saturday at 7.30 at the Beer Cat in Ealing Broadway in London. Uh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.